everyone, and welcome to another episode of We Universe. We are the Internet's comprehensive Wii U podcast. Each and every week we are playing a different randomly selected game from the Wii U North American catalog. And uh, this week we are playing one of the very, very few sports games on the console. And I'm Steve Hoops Guntley. He, hello, Hoops. My name is Woody Finger Roll Siskowski, and we had a discussion of what a finger roll was. You thought it was a type of sushi. It's a type of sushi made entirely of chicken fingers. Oh, Which okay. is actually, now that I'm saying it, like, I want chicken fingers on a bed of rice. That sounds great to me right now. And luckily, we have brought in an expert to settle this debate once and for all. Finger Standing Roll at- expert himself. Hello. My name is Josiah Coolidge, and you just got posterized. Oh, no. Welcome back, Josiah Coolidge. Coolidge, uh, a longtime sports correspondent from the N64 run. Uh, it's great to have you back to help us cover this. Thank you so much for having me back. We, I was pretty excited to play some basketball. Hell yes, hell yes. But it's great It's great to have Josiah here because he is someone who, unironically, Wait, I was going to say unironically enjoys these games, but I i mean, he actually like just enjoys them. Yeah. Whereas you and I don't really wrap our head around how these games work. Yeah. I mean, you're definitely I mean, as as has been well established, you're definitely more of a of a sportsman than I am. Uh, but I can get a little more into the basketball games. I think that was kind of one of the weird discoveries. I mean, basketball was the most represented sports genre, maybe most represented genre period on the N64 outside of like racing. Uh, so we played a lot of basketball games in the previous show, but this is our one and only. This is our one time taking it to the hoop. Yeah, well, I think I definitely think like basketball games. Basketball is the one sport that anyone could play, even if you're terrible at it. So I feel like <laughs> it, it like applies where it's like, yeah, I want to slam dunk. Who doesn't want to slam dunk? That sure. sounds great. Yeah, why not? And, you know, Space Jam 2 came out, so we have to oh. like get in on the basketball craze. I've- America is asking for this i I feel like we've been uh uh, expending our space jam 2 energy too early like i didn't even realize this episode was coming up and uh we've been we've been waxing rhapsodic about how wonderful space jam 2 is (laughs) sure and there was also the uh the nba finals just finished up as well so we we are a part of history there as well. That, that'll be a little footnote on the Wikipedia entry to the link to the Ultra 64 <laughs> podcast that was, you know, a week after the NBA Finals finished exactly. as a source. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, we should mention the name of the game we played today, which I realize I have not done yet. Sure. Uh, and that's NBA 2K13. Uh, this game was released November 18th, 2012. That makes it... A launch game. I got to come up with some kind of stinger for launch this. sound effect. Ten, nine, <laughs> eight, seven. Well, I'm not going to count. Ignition. Wait, well, now I need to know what happens. Oh, next. ignition happens. Oh, and then they have like it. Wait, they ignited on four. They have a successful launch. Yeah, they get they get impatient. <laughs> they like to, they, they like to surprise it. It keeps yeah. the astronauts on their toes. It's like all they're right. Not, they're not paying for overtime. It's almost lunch. Let's <laughs> get this. Let's get this shuttle up in the air. You know. Right, so uh, NBA 2K is like. <laughs> you know, kind of a big deal, right? Kind of a huge deal. Kind of a huge deal. Uh, this was developed by Visual Concepts, published by 2K Sports, and it appeared on 360, Wii, PS3, PSP, iOS, Android, Windows, so everything that was available at the time. To interrupt what we're doing here, uh, I, d- I am curious about what y'all are playing lately, because I actually have something I'm playing that's different than usual. Than Mass so. Effect? Yeah, then- or Stardew Valley. I'm playing something different. <laughs> Uh, well, why don't you lead us I'm, off, man? I'm going to start us in. because, yeah, all right. So, yeah, to to diverge briefly before we get into NBA 2K, uh, 
Yeah, I was feeling like I was kind of in a bit of a rut, a Mass Effect, Stardew Valley, Tony I mean, Hawk for rut. what it's worth, that's not really a rut. Like, no, those are all, what? like, fun games. All, all great games, but also all games I've played before. Like, I'm in this rut of I'm only eating filet mignon for every meal. It's <laughs> a real downer. It still fucks up your arteries yeah, either way. True. That's what I'm saying. But uh, so I wanted to mix it up. I just picked a random game on Game Pass to play. And so I chose the 360 game Rage. I'm sorry, Rage. And that's by Bethesda and id Software. Uh, and it's one of the more derivative games you'll ever play. It's pretty much straight up ripping off uh, Fallout with more than a little bit of Borderlands in there. Uh, pretty uninspired. I mean, the Wasteland is just called the Wasteland. There's a town built in a subway tunnel called Subway Town. Like, nobody really stresses themselves out by making this game. Uh, but I'm enjoying it for a couple of reasons. Firstly, the action is very, very fast. It's an id Software game, so the gunplay is great. And secondly, there's a little sub-weapon in this game called a wing stick. This is basically a glaive. Uh, it's like three knives in like a triple As boomerang. As made famous by the movie Krull, As right? As made famous by the movie Krull. Exactly. So it's like three, uh, it's like a boomerang with three blades. And I've decided kind of midway through the game, I was getting a little bored and I'm only playing the rest of the game with wing sticks. Uh, and there's a couple reasons you can do this because they're everywhere so they're really easy to find it's a one-hit kill if you hit your target they ricochet so there's a good chance they'll hit them even if you miss them the first time they'll bounce around and get them if you're quick enough you can retrieve your your wing stick from their head and uh it's just a really satisfying way to play so i'm kind of gaming it out that way i'm accumulating just massive amounts of ammo because i'm not shooting my gun at anyone i'm just throwing these stupid turkey bone glaives at everybody and i'm having a good time with it so you might rage. be the only person on earth playing rage right now. <laughs> I might be the only person playing rage. It was kind of a famous bomb. It really uh, came and went, didn't it? It really came and went. They even made a rage too that was supposedly way better and nobody played it. So like maybe yeah. they should have like named it something that was actually like interesting. Something like, with like S like I tried searching for this on IMDB because I needed to confirm that one of the voices I was hearing was John Goodman. Isn't it uh, like a Nicholas Cage fact, movie? Too? John Goodman. Yeah, there's a Nicolas Cage movie. There's like 10 different movies called Rage. There's the Rage Carry 2. I had to go like two pages deep on IMDb <laughs> to actually find it. So, yeah, terrible SEO. Not the best game in the world. Not a run out and play this right now. But if you like throwing stupid shit at people, it's it's really fun. Well, speaking of games that are not the best game in the world or run out and play it, I've been playing a game called Hunt Down. Hunt for, Down. Uh, Hunt Down. A better name than Rage. For, uh <laughs> For PC, um, it's on Steam. I think it's on Switch at this point. And it's very much like a throwback to Contra, like that style of uh, gameplay. It's a little slower pace. Like there's a slight cover mechanic, but it's... I just only want to play games that are like throwback Super Nintendo visuals. Yeah. Like I just... Just give me an unending stream of those. And it plays pretty well. And it has one of my favorite things where every level is like a different themed street gang oh like the warriors or something where like there's like the hockey street gangs where people like are skating at you and hitting you with sticks and like the weird russian mob and so it has a really fun kind of 90s punk aesthetic even if the game itself isn't super duper interesting i think i remember you telling me about this one yeah it was fun i was pitching it for uh for a stream sometime just because it's kind of you don't have to pay that much attention and you kind of just play a couple levels of time but yeah hunt down i'm into it hunt down josiah what are you playing lately uh i've been playing the new ratchet and clank which I'm really enjoying. I uh, love Ratchet & Clank. I think at one point, 
Yeah, yeah. With a PS5. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very lucky and got a PS5. Uh, I believe I even said on this podcast that the first Ratchet and Clank is my favorite game of all time. So Ooh. it's not quite up to that standard, but it's it's very good. I'm really enjoying it. Um, I'm also playing Days Gone, which is long but really good. I'm really mm. enjoying that. And then for the last since quarantine started a year ago i just play call of duty warzone that's oh, like okay. more than anything else i play warzone with my friends i'm not very good hey but i've right. won like five times out of like 800 matches so that's that's enough for me hey. <laughs> will can we take a brief moment here just because i feel like i may be the only person on earth who doesn't know but could you explain what the hell days gone is oh it's it's like a biker game right it's or like is a, it a zombie it's a game? zombie game where you play a biker oh it's both so you're both you're right you're absolutely on the money right. um it's not like the greatest story, but it's kind of like Walking Dead, the video game, a little bit. You just drive this motorcycle around. You can upgrade it. There's different like camps that you can interact with. Um, yeah, you just you got to drive around and find gas to to gas up your vehicle and find supplies. I don't know. It's it's just very like mindless. You can you can hmm. almost have it on mute and just drive around and kill zombies. I mean, it has to be better than the Walking Dead game we played on this show. Well, I yeah. sure hope yeah. so. It, but am I, is it like an online game? Is like other okay? Josiah is not a, or shaking his head no. That like there's not just other people online that you're walking around. It's like a story you. It's like an through. open world. Kinda. Yeah, just an open world. It's set in Oregon, so it's very beautiful. There's lots of mountains and trees, and yeah, it's just a single player, like very easy. Just drive around and kill zombies, which is you know get better weapons. I heard about killing the, zombies. I heard about the cool part where like you're driving through the Oregon wilderness and you find Nicolas Cage in a cabin and you have to help him hunt down his truffle pig. I was gonna make that same joke. Yes. What kind of pig was it? A truffle pig. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great movie. Everyone should go watch Pig. Yes, Pig was really good. Uh, a little bit about visual concepts, because they're one of those companies that's kind of a bigger deal than you realize, because you don't really see the name very often. Whenever uh, you whenever you look at something and take in information with your eyes, <laughs> you have to give visual concept three cents. Do you think they so, work with audio concepts to that, like do the That's sound? right. They have yeah. created the essence of humanity. <laughs> All, they're going to spin off into flavorful concepts. Ooh, yeah. ooh. I can't wait for soul concepts. Oh, or, sure. I don't know. Some people don't really believe there is a soul concept, so I don't know. I hope they can get to well, the bottom Well, my, my investor portfolio says otherwise, Steve. Oh, that's true. Oh, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. So Visual Concepts has been around since 1988. Their first game was an Apple II game that we all know and love called Gnarly Golf. Uh, the company made a few underperforming titles for the NES and SNES before they found a decent-sized hit with a game I know is dear to Woody's heart, 1993's Clay Fighter, which leveraged its unique clay-animated graphics into a very minorly successful fighting Josiah, game Josiah, have you ever played Clay Fighter? I have not had the pleasure. Okay. Well, is it actually good, or is this one of those things that Woody likes that, like the Mario Brothers movie, that's actually well, not good? I have. I'm having a hard time answering that actually because it's like, I don't know. It's no Clay it's Fighter's not, great, not good. It's I not can, a great fighting game. It's pretty playable. Yeah, it's got a cool. Well, I mean, here's the here's the it. secret about like Super Nintendo fighting games. There's a lot of Super Nintendo fighting games, and maybe three of them are good. Yes. Like, yeah. there's so many and fighting... two of those are called Street Fighter. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And one of them is, like, Mortal Kombat. And then... Yeah. And, and actually, the... I would... And then randomly, the Ninja Turtles fighting game and the oh, yeah, Power is, Rangers fighting game. So maybe really there's good. five good fighting games, and then there's, like, 
50 not good ones. Pit Fighter, Rise of the Robots. Balls 3D. Art of Fighting. Like, they're all kind of awful. Yeah. So Brutal Paws of Fury. Clay Fighter was better than most of those. Yeah. Uh, So it's like mid-tier. But either way, they got a sequel out of it, and then an N64 sequel, which we already covered on this show. Mm -hmm. Uh, By 1994, Visual Concepts started producing more sports games. And by 1997, they would be acquired by Sega and put on sports games almost exclusively, starting with NBA 2K, which I actually owned on the Dreamcast and played the hell out of. Like, wow. it's a really good basketball game. So what, can you give us some context for this? Were you into basketball at this time, or I, you just desperately needed things to play on your Dreamcast? I was not into basketball. This was a pack-in game when I bought my console. Uh, so I had this, I had NBA 2K and Sonic Adventure for like the first year of owning okay. a Dreamcast. So those were the two games I played a lot of. And then uh, when I went to college, my roommate started playing a lot of NBA 2K, and we just got really into it. Um, so I played a decent amount of that game. Do you think that if it had packed in with, like, <laughs> NFL 2K, you wouldn't have the hatred for football games that you have now? Oh, wow. That's, I can answer this. Steve yeah. would still hate football games. It, it, with a bad 2K? I think 2K he'd still hate it. Or NFL 2K? Yeah, is it bad? Yeah, I think I... Think I, I, I don't even think it's bad. I just... I've seen you play football games. I don't think that you would enjoy it. That's right. You've seen my my rage fits. I've seen your apathy when playing football games. I'm like, okay, fine. The X's can go with dude squiggles on the O's. Who gives a shit? Um, But yeah, so uh, Visual Concepts kind of became the sports guys for the Dreamcast. And their 2K series of hockey, basketball, and football games were critically acclaimed, very commercially successful, at least as successful as you can be while being on the Dreamcast. Sure, I do feel like that was kind of... A sort of a watershed moment for sports games. Yeah. Like those 2K, for being named like visual concepts, like those games all look great. And like essentially for being more than 20 years or old at this point, like they still look pretty modern. Like obviously, you know, textures and facial models have been updated significantly, but like those, those kind of mark the difference between like your early N64 Madden or Blitzes into something that looks more modern. Absolutely. And it was also kind of posting a, a challenge to EA, who was already kind of the dominant like sports company in the world, not to the degree that they would be within the next decade, but they were kind of running the game on sports in general. But NBA Live was never as big as NBA 2K. Like uh, it was just never quite as popular. Um, so they kept working on the Dreamcast. They did a couple of non-sports games that were really bad. You remember Floygan Brothers or Ooga Booga? (laughs) I bet Ooga Booga has aged really well. Man, man, yeah, yeah, you can imagine. Uh, they, they did well on the Dreamcast, but ultimately that system failed, but they kept going with, uh, with the 2K series onto the next series of consoles. In 2005, they briefly rebranded from 2K to ESPN, and they produced mm. some acclaimed titles like Woody's most played game ever, right? Well, probably behind we Hearthstone at this behind point. Behind Hearthstone, yeah. ESPN, NFL, 2K5. You play that one, Josiah? That's a really amazing game, and there I've are heard. still people that are like, fuck, Madden, where is, where is NFL 2K5 with updated rosters? People love that game. Yeah, no, I've I've heard. I mean, yeah, what is I I mean, I am like, one of them. Yeah. I, I I download the updated rosters oh. and still play it on my 360. Amazing. The the, the drawback is uh you don't get player pictures or like the announcers just I call everyone by their numbers. So, but I would I would be all I would happily spend $60 for like official updated rosters for oh, that. Oh yeah. Cuz that game in that's sort of the heart of like I, I realize this about me in general, and I don't know if it's like a it's like a chicken or the egg situation. Are my favorite games are ones that feel really good to control, 
Yeah. And I don't know if that's just because I really like the game and get so used to it that it feels good to control, or if there's something about it in the first place that is like the control that then draws me in. Like, and yeah. that game to me, like, just feels very natural and responsive. I, I might have to actually try this one. I'm I, sure it's I don't pretty know affordable. if it'll... Oh, yeah. yeah. I think I own two copies of it for some reason. Oh, there we so, go. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I don't know if it, down. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if it will like change your mind on anything because it is still a football game at heart. But it, I, I do But I, I agree. I think sports games, like the, the kind of ineffable concept of feel, quote unquote, really does make a difference. Like some sports games just feel better than others do. Yeah. And I mean, I, when you think back of like you said, you got into NBA 2K when you had it on your Dreamcast, these games really do open themselves up when you actually learn the mechanics. Like something like NBA Hangtime, at least to me, is like immediately gratifying and fun. And yeah. you're just like, this is crazy. And like it has remained fun, but it doesn't necessarily like get, you don't learn more about it as you play more. You play right. it for like an hour and you're like, yeah, I get what this is. Yeah. Whereas a one thing that sports games do more and more now than ever is they're just like, how much, how many mechanics can we put in here for people to really learn and really get precise with? Yeah. Well, and I, yeah, I, as someone who did not pl- play a lot of sports, but watched a lot of sports, playing sports video games was how I learned rules sure. in sports. And so there is something to be said about like, hyper-realistic basketball games where it's like, oh, there are penalties that I did not know existed that that then you learn on a... Actually, Seattle is getting a hockey team, and I have already planned that I'm going to buy the hockey game because that's how I need to learn how to how the rules work. There you go. Is that the Kraken? Is that what they're going to be? Okay, the Seattle Kraken. That's a good name for it. Yeah, team. it's I, a great I, name. I, I think they, they knocked that out of the park. Uh, that's a hockey term. <laughs> um, <laughs> hit a real grand slam with that one. <laughs> a real can o' corn. <laughs> Uh, so in 2005, name is a real triple double. <laughs> uh, in 2005, largely off of the success of Visual Concepts 2K games, mostly NBA 2K, uh, the massive multimedia conglomerate Take Two Interactive bought the company for 32 million dollars, and they established oh. t- uh, 2K Games, which has since become like a major standalone label. Okay, but, see, I never knew this. I always yeah. thought that that had existed since the start because like 2K was in the title, and I'm like, oh, that is Take Two's 2K franchise that right. they created. No, you know, no, in, they, the year 2000. They they bought Visual Concepts. The Visual Concepts now works under the umbrella of 2K Sports, which is part of 2K Games, which has one of the bigger forces in gaming yeah. today. Like they, they went on to do Bioshock and Borderlands and XCOM and like a whole bunch of other yeah, so great like games. Nu- Duke Nukem, <laughs> Civilization. Sure. XCOM, Duke Nukem, all Same the great thing. The equals, equal footing. Those and two games. I, yeah. I just want to restate what you just said. Cause I think that is, that's kind of blowing my mind. That's that massive. This company visual concepts, which like doesn't like ring an immediate bell has gone on to like form the foundation of, one of the top five game companies in the world. Yeah, absolutely. And it, this is one of the 20 best, uh, the NBA 2K series is one of the 20 best-selling video game franchises ever. It's sold 110 million copies since the year 2000, which is insane. Which is also very impressive because unlike other sports, uh, major, you know, professional leagues, they've had competition. Because mm-hmm. yeah. NBA Live and... Uh, 2K have both sort of been running concurrently, whereas for, um, you know, the NFL, it's only it's EA has been the only game in town for a long time. And that's and been I, kind I think of that's a long true for baseball, too. Like, yeah, I think 2K owns exclusive rights to baseball or maybe Sony owns them. But for Sony, the, but 
Yeah, but I mean that's that's been kind of like a long a, a long complained about thing especially with the football games is that like the the healthy competition between the 2K and Madden games kind of produced the best of both of those series around the time. And then when Madden just became the dominant franchise, they kind of plateaued. And now it's just like incremental improvements every year. Well, and I will say that, you know, despite I, I do enjoy the 2K basketball games, it is sort of falling into that same trap where even though there's technically competition, it's a lot of microtransactions and a, and a lot of oh, that. Yeah. So there's a lot of people that are that are clamoring for 2K to make another football game. And then a bunch of other people that say like, well, it's just going to turn out like the other where you're just buying micro microtransactions. Yeah. And, yeah. You got to um, get that horse armor. That's but, the important part. But you part. cannot deny that the 2K games are significantly better quality than, than the, the Madden games. And yeah, they, they yeah. hold up and they're very successful and very popular. I mean, like you say, 2K five, people are still going back to that football game today. At least one years later, <laughs> like at least what he is. Uh, I'm always swapped, but those are the only two games I play. It's Clay Fighter 2 Judgment Clay <laughs> and ESPN NFL 2K5. <laughs> All right, we're jumping back into NBA 2K13 here. Let's talk a little bit about our three cover athletes. So the last couple of games have been trying to emphasize like the legacy players. So 2K12 and 2K11, I believe, were both Michael Jordan on the cover. This time, it's trying to stress the young bucks a little bit. So these are three rookies at the time who are now kind of established superstars. Uh the first one is Blake Griffin, six-time NBA All-Star. He was in his fourth pro season. He was playing for the Clippers at the time, but he's currently with the Nets. Uh, Kevin Durant, uh, favored around these parts because he was a small forward for the Seattle Supersonics, and then he followed the team when they became the OKC Thunder. Uh, I'm getting a face from Josiah. We're not liking Kevin Durant. Oh, no, I love Kevin Durant. Oh, okay. I, I hate the Thunder. Oh, gotcha. I gotcha. I just the mention of Supersonics into Thunder will just make Josiah make that just, face. Here, we'll, I, do, we'll do a social experiment. Okay. Seattle Supersonics went to Oklahoma City. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, no, no, no. Get away from the window. Get away from the window. No. <laughs> you know, Kevin Durant's actually a really unpopular person, but I, really? I continue my love for him. Well, so the, the weirdest thing... Thing that a celebrity can do well a very famous basketball player is to make burner accounts <laughs> to defend yourself on twitter oh. and then accidentally reveal that it's actually you and it's not burner accounts. wow whoops really okay. brutal sorry kevin that was that was rough for you oh i didn't know about that he also once tweeted that he would like to drink scarlett johansson's bathwater. <laughs> So he's a superstar in many ways. Apparently that's a lucrative. We, uh, we've all though. thought it. We just don't tweet it. We don't we, say it. We yeah. don't say it. Actually, that does not appeal to me. That sounds gross. Is but there, is there any famous person of whom's bathwater you would like to drink? I don't know. I, I, I hear Ed Asner secretes like some kind of cancer curing uh, 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 skin cells. So probably Ed Asner. Okay. Yeah. Just Ed Asner. Don't tweet that. <laughs> don't tweet that. Uh, our third cover artist here is Derek Rose, who was fresh off his insane 2011 season where he was named the youngest ever NBA MVP at 22. Uh, unfortunately, he would spend most of the 2013 season benched because he had a serious knee injury that would haunt the rest of his career. Uh, he is currently kind of serving mostly as like a six man for the Knicks, uh, but apparently he's still he's really good at what he does like to this day. Um, and incidentally, weirdly, like. Two out of three of these players would go on to play for the Nets, who were owned by Jay-Z, who had sold the team just before this game come, came out. So it's just kind of a weird coincidence and a weird segue to talk a little bit about Jay-Z, because he has his fingerprints all over this game. 
uh, and literally on the cover. It's NBA NBA 2K13, executive produced by Jay-Z, I guess would be the full title of this. I really want to know what that means, <laughs> executive produced, because obviously he did the soundtrack. I mean, the soundtrack is a lot of Jay-Z, so you yeah. can't even really confirm that. Like, he paid someone to pick out Jay-Z songs. I would love to see him with game developers really like now see how can we fix the dribble see yeah I'm, i from what i understand like so yeah jay-z did step in as an executive producer on this game and with that comes a lot of a marketing power because he's a big name b a lot of high profile musicians want to sign up for the soundtrack because again he's got a lot of pull with them and apparently he also contributed a lot to like the interface and the visual design of the game which we might have to take up. Uh, just going to say it right them. now. Interface for this game sucks. Yeah, you fucked it up. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, it sounds like he did all the worst parts. Yeah. <laughs> and then took a bunch of credit for a really good game. Sure, sure. But, you know, Which if... sounds a little bit like Jay-Z. <laughs> you know, he, he probably got paid a lot to do it. And How uh, much did Beyonce do on this game? Zero. And then let Jay-Z take all the credit for it. Uh, <laughs> Beyonce is doing all the mocap for the dribbling. <laughs> I believe she can do it. Uh, but yeah, this he did bring in a very high qual- high profile soundtrack that he personally curated. Lots of Jay Z songs on here, as well as Kanye West. But like that's such like a minor thing because it's these it's songs the don't play during the game. Like I guess if you were doing the career mode and just like pouring over your players' contracts, like it would be nice to have that soundtrack. But like yeah. a lot of this game is pretty quiet. Yeah, like you just get the you know the squeak of the sneakers and the the delightful sound of a swish from full court that Steve made somehow. That was a, yes, um, <laughs> was this was the recurring theme for this game. History. Is Steve's repeated desire to shoot the ball from full court by accident it finally paid yeah. off. It finally, <laughs> it finally paid off. In. But I mean, it is worth noting that some of these artists on here. So we have like Kanye West, Rihanna, U two, Nas, Daft, Daft Punk, uh, Coldplay, Phoenix, P Diddy. A lot of these artists within, I think, the next year or two would announce that they were going to be exclusive on Jay-Z's streaming service title. So this is kind of the first rumblings of that that was something that was going to happen. Uh, and if you don't know what title is, you are uh, on par with everyone else in the world. <laughs> so there you go. Um, all right. So that's that's kind of the production side of things. Uh, Gameplay-wise, the, the, the career mode from previous iterations is back. Uh, I think one of the biggest changes we'll see in the basketball genre, like from the N64 era to now, well, firstly, everything needs to look like it's a TV broadcast, which is just sports games in general. They all need to look like that, complete with commercial breaks. Yeah, that's that's really how they get away with like the Sprite Super Cam and yes. the, the Starburst halftime show, like the Gatorade it's, biometric it's scanner. It's yeah. not so we can just sell commercials in our game. Exactly. No, there's no there's no devious motive behind this. But uh, the other big change is that increasingly the career mode in these games is becoming a story mode. You know, it's it's got characters and actors and like scripts and stuff like that. We don't quite go into that detail here, but there is a little bit more of an interactive element and you're following one player that you create throughout his entire career. Yeah, the mode is called My Player, and it's like the first thing you do when you boot up the game is like, create My Player, and you you know, it's just your basic character creation mode. Um, but then as you get in here, you, you, you 
it really like follows them from not not the beginning. You don't like see them being conceived or something. But um, yeah, like press A to pump. <laughs> it's um, just a, you know, the game opens with a little sperm swimming yeah. towards an egg. Exactly. <laughs> um, but you start as like these test games for like is it is called the combine, the NBA combine, or is that an NFL? I think it's an NFL thing. Yeah. Okay. But, um, it, whatever. It's like a game where you decide if how early you're going to get drafted based on your performance. Yeah, rookie and, showdown in this. Yeah, yeah, and like the better you play or like pass the ball to your teammates, you know, the higher grade you get and the higher you're going to be drafted. Well, generally, I'm not sure about this one specifically. They also give you the choice of being drafted by your favorite team. So the idea is that, like, I, Josiah Coolidge, could be playing with the Chicago Bulls sure. alongside the best. I can see it happening. Which is pretty fun. It's a cool, like, I mean, that is, yeah, that's a great game. That's kind of the wish fulfillment sort of element you want with a game like this, too. I, I believe with this game, you play the rookie showdown and then three teams will will approach you based on your performance in that rookie showdown and you get drafted one of them and then throughout the course of the game you can get traded to other teams your end goal is basically to become an nba mvp like uh, by the end of the game and it's such a strange way to play these games because i mean i've played a lot of basketball games and you just get so used to like your three main buttons are you know shoot pass or change player and like it's just some combination of those and here you are literally playing as one player. You, like you cannot switch players, no matter how badly you want to. You Hence, see that, why I kept throwing the ball yeah, across you see the court. The other team like driving to the net, and you're like, switch to that defender so I can try to block, and it just doesn't happen. And your your player stuck in the back court, just kind of watching it happen. It's kind of better that way too, because you, you feel like a rookie. You feel like yeah. an untested rookie. Like no one's throwing the ball to you. You can't keep up with these other guys. Like I mean, it is like a much more accurate simulation of real life. Because hey, yeah. in real life, unless you have Mario's hat. You can't just put your soul into another player and, like, take them over. And I do think that this is the – maybe, like, hockey, mm. there's not a lot of sports where this mode would be very functional. Like, I think that this mode has maybe existed in some football games. But then, like, I guess it works if you play as the quarterback. But yeah. then it's like – because basketball, you since there's only five players on the court, you always kind of have something to do. There were a couple real low points, like where one of your teammates gets fouled and you're just watching them from behind, like shoot these free throws. And there's another hilarious moment where you get benched, you know, because they do substitutions and the camera switches to a first person view of you sitting on the bench. Yeah, and yeah. You can look to the right, like you can simulate it until you go back in, but you can look to the right or the left and see the other players sitting next to you. And I just found this very funny. And it, I would love that if they like took it to an extreme where you could like walk up off the bench and like walk around the crowd and maybe like throw popcorn <laughs> on a crowd or like start with some kind of brawl See? or yeah. just like go go to the bathroom. I don't know. Just like what, whatever you're going to do, like give you complete total control yeah. in the middle of the game. No, I'd be like, that'd be great. Like you're just like texting your girlfriend in game or something like boop, 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 boop. Yeah, you got to decide at halftime where you're going to eat at dinner for dinner after the game. <laughs> yeah, you like put in your Postmates or order it so about press a to go to chilies yeah. yeah exactly i want yeah that's that's the level of detail and accuracy i want so as the game progresses your your character and your success on the team is measured by two main metrics one of them is your team chemistry and the other is your fans so you need to maintain team chemistry by not being a ball hog not always like requesting the ball or whatever uh you know and playing defensively uh and then you maintain your fans by doing really well 
and then creating burner accounts online to to, to defend yourself against the trolls (laughs) by uh, press X to drink Scarlett Johansson's bathwater. Yeah. And and then after every game, you'll have a post game press conference where you can select different answers that will either feed into your team's chemistry or take away from it. And that'll all kind of play into your contract negotiations. You'll earn more money, get transferred to better teams. And it's all just kind of following your actual career through the career. In other career modes, it's just play a season of basketball. In this one, it's follow a career from birth to death. Yeah. <laughs> um, th- that team chemistry and sort of teamwork is a recurring theme among like all of the modes, it feels like. Because when we played, we played the associate, we started like something with the association, which is basically like a franchise mode, goes over many years of a career. And when you start it, you have to assign your players like different roles. Yeah. You need like one star, like one star, you know, four starters and then like a couple bench players. And it's like, if they don't fulfill, if you don't give them the role that you've assigned them, they'll be mad at you and your team chemistry will go down and it'll probably affect the contracts or something like that. But like that seems like a real recurring theme in the sort of the basic game mechanics. It's literally like managing the players' egos. It's making sure everybody's kind of getting exactly what they want and like kind of managing conflict. And one of the ways you can register that conflict is one of the Wii U exclusive features on this game, which is the Gatorade Biometric Scan. This is incredible because I've never imagined this is what the Wii U was for. Yeah, this is but some, it's amazing. It's a whole new world. Some visionary imagined this. Basically, you hold the gamepad up to the screen and uh, credit to them. It happens immediately. It's like a really quick response. There's no lag time. You hold it up and then your screen on the gamepad changes to like a uh, infrared view of all of your players. And you can see how tired they're getting and whether or not you need to substitute them out next quarter, you know, uh, which is... I mean, I didn't really use it much, but I liked the ability to do that. I mean, that's just a general recurring theme for launch games on the Wii U, which is a lot of games, is that there's some there's a strong need to put in some Wii U feature. Yeah. And because it's like, well, we got to show off what this thing can do. And the vast majority of the time, it adds nothing. Um, yeah, the, the, the especially first- with a game like this, which was, I think this came out a month after the other versions and to be uh, a Wii U launch game. And so like it was done on every other platform and they just kind of need to add one little feature that wouldn't interfere with anything. Yeah, because it's like I did feel like they had a couple smart ways to do things with the FIFA game we played. Yeah, of because in soccer, you were able to kind of like change the positions of your players or do like on the fly substitutions there. Yeah. And here, since like that stuff doesn't happen in basketball unless play stops, Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel like that's anything you couldn't handle with a menu just fine. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's a good way to put it like that. I think I found myself getting kind of overwhelmed with all the gamepad stuff in FIFA just because it's one, I don't understand the game and B and two, it's just like, all right, I, I don't know if I'm supposed to be looking at my players. Am I dragging and dropping on this gamepad? But things are much more simplified here. Um, yeah, like I, like I said, the presentation is quite nice. Uh, it looks really good for a Wii U game. It runs at a good uh, a good HD clip. Uh, really not too much. I think we, we agreed the coach models are all horrifying. Like, for whatever reason, they didn't put any effort into animating the coaches with anything. Uh, I, I really got to give them credit. The crowd looked amazing. The like, crowd looked honestly, good. Honestly, crowds are always the last things to get updated in sports games. I thought the crowd looked solid. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as opposed to the N64 when the crowd was solid. It was literally (laughs) one solid, flat, massive, like, sometimes wriggling pixels. And don't forget, you get uh, 
good player models of all your favorite celebrities as well. Oh, my God. Celebrity team, including... uh, my my main man Justin Biebs, right? Oh man, yeah. Th- this was all we're, right. We're, we're, we're famously believers. On, we are on the all, podcast here. you know, we all believe. We all believe really hard. Like that was when we when we first booted up the game. We wanted to pit the '92 Dream Team, which was one of the big additions to this game. You get to play as the actual '92 Dream Team, a complete roster. Charles Barkley, I think, was the last holdout for the mm. 2K franchise, and they got him for this one. Uh, so that's pretty great getting yeah. to play as those guys. And uh, when we started our quick match, we started the dream team against the celeb team. And I'm still a little amazed at some of the celebrities that appeared. So we were we were playing and Josiah's like, oh, look, Kevin Malone is there. And I, I was playing as a uh, 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 dream team. And you're like, no, you mean team. Carl Malone, Carl Malone. I'm like, yeah, no, you mean Carl Malone. He's like, no, no, no. Kevin Malone from The Office is on my team. And sure enough, we cut into a, a, a shot of like actor Brian Baumgartner who plays Kevin from the office with this weirdly jacked body. That man can throw down some layups. He is a good he basketball was, player. It turns d- out he was dunking <laughs> over Michael fucking Jordan. Like he was kicking ass. Move out of here, Scotty. We got Kevin. We, who else was on our team? You had Polly D from Jersey shore. Uh, Wale. Had Wale rappers. We had Bieber. We had bow. Wow. Uh, yeah. Just like really random kind of celebrities, which I, I you point out, they were probably playing on a celebrity team at this time. You, you, you accurately identified them as very 2013 celebrities. <laughs> like a lot yeah. can change in eight years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Much like Kanye being on the soundtrack. Some, right. Some of this would yeah. not fly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Not, not as exciting of a get this time. Uh, but this, you know, uh, they, they did also get a whole roster, one of 35 different classic teams going all the way back to the sixties. And they got complete rosters with three notable exceptions, which are weird. Uh, we didn't get Chris Weber. We didn't get Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and we don't get Dr. J. Those are the th- only three athletes who did not lend their likeness to this game. Um, if I remember correctly, I I feel like this is one of the only that at this point had put in historical teams like that, and I hmm. think it's amazing. I think it's so cool. I love this to, idea. That's way more fun than playing with current current NBA players. Oh, totally. Yeah, I, I always really like that idea of going back to these classic teams. It's it's also why I wish the uh, the game Legends of Wrestling didn't suck so bad because I like the idea of like actually playing a wrestling game with like gorgeous George versus like Hulk Hogan or something like that. I I think that's a fun idea. So yeah, we started a quick game. That's kind of the bulk of what we did. Weirdly, this is a little light on features for a sports game. I thought, right? Yeah. Where was our like deliberately like way confusing slam dunk contest from NBA in the zone that we could not figure out. Yeah, that was, was in the DLC that oh, we did not get. <laughs> sure. Yeah, there's, I mean, that's a very, like, outdated thing that I just associate with basketball games now because I played so many, like, N64 ones of, like, yeah. where's the three-point contest? Where's the slam dunk mode? And it's uh, like, there was always terrible modes, but I feel like without they them, were it feels endearingly amazing. terrible. Yeah, yeah. I, I enjoy those. In- but, I mean, it's it's all just kind of variations on just, like, yeah, play a game of basketball. Yeah, but like that's fun. It's and fun. like the career mode and stuff is like super in depth. It's if that's very what depth. you want to get into. And Absolutely. like I feel like we need to talk briefly about the controls for this game because like yeah. this game, you know, comes with an instruction book, but that's that's one of the few like real gold stars in the Wii U's cap is it's like one of the f- old the newest consoles to actually come with instruction booklets. Yeah, and- this this is a really weird thing. So like Going back to the N64 basketball games where it was, like you said, basically just a three-point, a three-button 
configuration yeah, for all of those Maybe you would games. have like you'd be able to like select different plays with the C buttons or something. Yeah, but. there's there's some fine tuning, but anyone can really just kind of pick these up and jam on it. Like this game, it's much more complicated. And when you open up this manual, it kind of looks like a fighting game control. Like <laughs> like it's just a bunch of combo is basically for all the different things you can do yeah i mean like the wii u manuals are never very big they're like four to six pages they're leaflets li- yeah. yeah literally all of this is just like this grid of different controls in terms of like how you use the this was just a real recurring theme for sports games which i think they backed off on a little bit but the belief was like everything has to be controlled by the sticks is that it's all about sticks? Is that accurate? Was that, is that have they backed off that, or is that still? A it's thing? still like an optional thing, I think. Yeah, I, I'm sure there are a lot of people that are like, it's not official unless you're using the right stick to shoot. But okay. To me, it's like I want to press a button and watch my guy shoot the ball. I yeah. want it to be easy. I want to know how to play this game just picking it up. Yeah, I think that is something that I think all three of us needed a little bit of an adjustment period for this game. Well, that's always the question is like, what level of precision is right? Because if you let's say you're playing as a character who's like sort of getting boxed out of the of your shot. Mm -hmm. Do you want to have to like hold the left trigger and then press left on the right stick to do like a hook shot to go around your blocker? Or do you just want to press shoot and have the game be smart enough to take the best shot that it can. Right. And I, it's cool that these options are here, but it does feel a little foisted upon you in the sense that the base controls don't seem all that responsive. I mean, the fighting game comparison is feeling more and more apt because it's like, with any fighting game, you can either jump in and button mash and still have a pretty good time, or you can learn how to be really pixel precise and like memorize all these complex moves and like get it down to a science, you know? And I feel like this game has a similar setup, uh, but it is a little bit more, uh, it's a little bit more work to get into it originally because the controls aren't necessarily clear cut. Well, and and credit to 2K because I think in the later games, they definitely have done that where depending on just where you move the left stick, that'll change your shot. And so it gives you a little bit more of like, okay, I can change this up, but I'm not having to press four different buttons at once and look at the screen and it makes it a little simpler. Yeah. Yeah. I think the core mechanic here with the stick is that when you first get the ball, you can use the stick um, to like change up dribbles and do like different kinds of crossovers. But again, like as cool as that seems, it's like, I don't know the strategic value of that, of like if you have a defender and you do like a right hand crossover versus like a through the legs, which one is going to work better? Like it doesn't really make sense. And then if you hold the left trigger, it switches to controlling your right stick now controls the kind of shot you make. Yeah. Which, again, has a very similar thing of, like, it's cool that I have this level of control, but it's not clear what sort of is the right play for different situations. Yeah. And obviously, like, I'm sure you figure these things up if you, like, patiently, like, okay, I'm going to go through the training, and I'm actually going to learn the mechanics of these games. Yeah, there's a very in-depth training mode here. But it does feel like, like I said, the four pages that come in this pamphlet of just, like, here's how you do a give and go. Here's how you do an alley-oop. You know, and it's like, here's how you control like different defensive plays or call for a pick. It's like this stuff is all I'm guess I'm glad it's there, but there's got to be a simpler way to do it. Yeah. Well, and granted, I have not played very much Wii U, but I've played these games before. Yeah, They're yeah. not complicated. This this is particularly weird and difficult. I don't know if they were just figuring out the Wii U and how it's the best way to use it or but it's none of the other ones have been like this. Yeah. But I mean, for the criticisms, like I think we all did kind of settle into it after after a little bit of uh, uh, experimentation. Like, 
I think we kind of figured it out, but that was a lot of the reason why I kept doing these crazy full court shots is because like, now you were doing them because you knew you'd hit one eventually. It's well, mostly I was doing it because I believe I believed, I believed in myself this time, but uh, no, it, it, uh, it, it was pretty amazing. The one time it landed, I just, we all kind of freaked out a little bit. It was so dumb. And I actually heard you've been nominated for an SB for most Ooh. exciting sports moment of the year. Oh, so. excellent. Oh, excellent. Congratulations. I beat that other exciting sports moment insert here yes you know that one it was the mariners game from last night what happened what was exciting oh they came back from zero to seven to zero hey they came back and won by four points go team i like that grand slam in the eighth inning awesome that's good to know that's good to know see i i know none of these they've destroyed team morale in 24 hours so really that's that's classic mariners right there oh okay did they like beat up the mascot or something oh no they traded a very popular player the day after the most exciting win for a second mascot 20 years It's like, all right, you could have this guy if you just give me the Philly fanatic. No, they traded for Kevin from The Office. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently he's got jumps, which yeah. you need for baseball. That's true. <laughs> uh, I don't know. So I, there's not really a whole lot more to say about this basketball game because it is a basketball <laughs> game. I I was enjoying everything that was happening here once I kind of settled into the weird groove of it. Uh, and I, I appreciate how in-depth the controls are. And if, if you want this level of precision, it's here for you. I mean, this game just occupies a very weird space in the sense that, A, it's the only basketball game for the Wii U. Yeah, we can't compare it to anything <laughs> on this other. So this is, by default, the best basketball game ever made on the Wii U. And I, I, you brought up also, weirdly, this game's randomly pretty expensive, like it by is. the standards of Wii U. I have and to imagine it's the soundtrack that's kind of beefing up the value a little bit because this game just never goes on sale. And so, and also, I don't think the Wii U version sold as much as the other. Yeah, copies I mean, as well. that must be it. They just didn't manufacture as many copies as the other ones. But it's weird. Like most video game stores you go to, they'll have like a bunch of sports games with like a scoop, like for yeah, raisins or something. Exactly. You, know? you, just, you, you get take five them. free copies of Madden with every one dollar purchase. Exactly. Like someone just take these. Go build an igloo out of them. I don't care. People just, send them out from their podcast. They do. Like, they free. they write stupid shit on all of them and send yeah. them to fans of the podcast. Yeah. Why not? Uh, yeah, so it's just kind of an interesting inversion of that. And I don't think Madden or FIFA are valuable on this system at all, but yeah. but this one randomly is. And so, like, I don't quite know. This is one of those games where, like, even though I think we all had a fine time with it, I don't know, like, in what situation, unless you have a Wii U podcast, in which case, you know, get out of our territory. Yeah, I don't yeah. know when, when else you would play this to be like, I, I guess you're like, I'm really into the 2013 season. That's my all-time favorite season. I really want to play as Kevin from The Office. Sure. And I just love the comfort of that Wii U gamepad. I mean, all three of these things are selling me. Because, I mean... These are all people who exist. With a simple flex of your arms, you can turn your gamepad into a Gatorade advertisement. I mean, you can't do that. If you're a basketball fan, you're probably either watching basketball Mm -hmm. or continuing to buy basketball games. Every at least every couple of years to have updated rosters because that would matter to you. Yeah. If you're a giant Wii U fan, why would you be only playing basketball when there's probably a lot of really fun like 
Rayman games or something. I don't know. Uh, like, there are some Raymans, yeah, yeah. If you're a giant Wii U fan, you don't exist. <laughs> if you're a giant Wii U fan, that controller feels perfectly reasonably sized in your giant hands. Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was uh, the modern remake of Jack and the Beanstalk. Because he go up there and he steals a go- uh, goose with a golden egg mm-hmm. and a gold-plated Wii U gamepad. <laughs> and just a bunch of original <laughs> Xbox controllers. Yeah, he's exactly. the only one who can use them. The giant has a Wii U gamepad in each hand. <laughs> <laughs> Uses them like uh, tap, tap, yeah. tap. Yeah, yeah, I can see that happening. It's a very realistic situation. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our rankings for this game today. Let me open up my list and see where I'm putting it. Uh, you know, yeah, like you said, for all those same reasons, and I think we ran into kind of the same issue with FIFA. It's like there's there's nothing really wrong with this. It's just kind of hard to imagine a situation where you would play this game on this system when there are so many other options around. That being said, I like basketball more than soccer, just as a personal preference. I think it's more fun as a video game, uh, and I think I, I generally enjoy everything that this game does, and uh, I had a good time with it. So I am putting it uh, at number nine. That's going to be underneath Game & Wario and just above Pokin Tournament. Pokin Tournament. Pokin Tournament. Yes. Um, I preferred FIFA, actually, because oh. I think that the features on the gamepad in FIFA felt like they made sense, Okay, which gave that version some more of a reason to exist here than forcing me to just play with an uncomfortable gamepad. Um, but I agree. I thought this game was fun, but I don't know why you would play it instead of whatever, you know, 10 cent. Yeah, I don't know why you're going to spend 50 bucks on yeah. the, the Wii U version of a game when like probably NBA 2K19 is $3 I'm sure. at your local flea market. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to put this uh, right under uh, Pocket Tournament at number 12. Okay, fair point. You know, and to be clear, the, the reviews at the time were calling this kind of the definitive basketball game on the up Wii to U. that point, <laughs> it was but again, all other basketball games in the Wii U. <laughs> you guys suck. Yeah. No, but I mean, they they were it was getting that praise. So, like, just to give that the context, but I feel like they're going to offer that to two K fourteen, two K fifteen, because these games just keep very building rarely, on the fundamentals. They very well. That's the heart of basketball, Steve. It, it all starts with the fundamentals. No, you got to get loony. You got to get <laughs> loony. <laughs> um, but yeah, these games very you know rarely lose features. Yeah, so that's I, true. I, I, like again, unless you have a real attachment to Poly D, I'm not sure that there's a lot here that you're not getting as in I later do. Games. As yeah. I do, yeah, he's, he's going to be our guest next week for, <laughs> for whatever game we're playing. I don't even know. He's going to DJ for no reason. Um, all right, well, we have a letter. We have one letter um, and a couple of other letters too that were all about uh, our our Spotify feed being down, which I have uh, addressed. So hopefully that's not an issue what, anymore. You don't want to read those all on the air. You know they. Oh wait, I had a letter that I didn't actually get to send. Oh, why, why is your Spotify feed? God down? damn it! <laughs> uh, hopefully that's resolved by now. It's uh, yeah, I don't know. If what it's was not going resolved, on. send Steve lots more letters. Keep sending and he them. We'll read them on the air next. Uh, so we'll have an. Uh, we'll have an. Uh, Bonus episode that's only Steve reading people's letters about the Spotify feed being it's down. It's true. It, I mean, it is my company. Or, you, you know, know? If it's, even if it is working, mm-hmm. every, you can know that every time you send that email, Steve is, like, running to his laptop. You can really mess with <laughs> I'm him. Just, I'm just getting, yeah, no, I'm running. I'm like, oh, 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 good. This email confirms that it's working now. Actually, send those letters to the Joe Rogan podcast and see yeah, if you can those. get a seat. Yeah, he's like, you're like, hey, Joe Rogan, you're, you're a big wig at Spotify. Can you get this Ultra 64 <laughs> podcast working? This is the podcast I really care about. And then, you know, <laughs> then maybe you'll take notice. Yeah. He's always open to new ideas, right? That's the 
famously kind man Joe yeah. Rogan. Uh, all right, our first letter here says, Dear Steve and Woody, I recently re-listened to the old episode where you discussed the Mount Rushmore of video games, and it got me wondering about the unrelated but important question. If you were tasked with presenting three games each to an alien race to convey the concepts of humanity, which three would you choose? For me, it would be Tetris Effect, Just Cause, and Tulip. So Tetris Effect is beautiful and moving with amazing music, and the concept of Tetris is easy to convey. The Just Cause games make the human body seem invincible as the protagonist Rico survives gunshots, explosions, and massive blunt force trauma, which would hopefully deter any okay. potential alien that, attack. That was my question. Or you could use Mortal Kombat and be like, these guys never die. Don't fuck around. Yeah. Uh, Tulip is on the list just to confuse the aliens so much that they hopefully leave. It's a valuable and obscure PS2 game, and I'll let the segments of the Wikipedia page's gameplay section speak for why this should confuse the Steve aliens. He has a copy of Tulip sitting behind him right now. Literally behind my head. Yep. Tulip is an adventure simulation game in which the player must improve the hero's reputation in the community of Long Life Town by kissing its various c- citizens. Choosing the wrong time to kiss will often result in the player getting hit and losing health. Saving takes place in various bathrooms. I look forward to hearing you, the games you guys choose to present to our potential alien overlords. Thanks, and that's Sean from Australia. Thanks, Sean. Thank you, Sean. So what would be the three games that we give to aliens? To, uh, I, I guess it depends on what we want to convey to them. Are we conveying that we are mighty, that we are compassionate, that we are uh, creators of great art? I don't know. I want to convey that we're creators of great art. So yeah. I want to um, I want to play. Show them, we'll play Rock Band 3 together, and Ooh. we'll all play uh, John Fogarty's Center Field, because who, who doesn't enjoy that song? Sure, it's, why not? It's a classic light radio hit. There you go, it's, there you go. I like that idea. Um, Jose, how about you? What would you put on the on the? I, so I actually board? thought of three, so I'm going to oh, fire yeah. them off really quick. Yeah, do it. I'm going to go Guitar Hero, because mm-hmm. it shows all of the great American rock and roll music. Absolutely. I'm going Minecraft, because <sighs> the whole thing is you build a house, and you learn to live and grow food and be a human. yeah. And I'm going Grand Theft Auto because it shows them that America is a disaster. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a hellish wasteland where nothing matters. I uh, think Stardew Valley might strike a similar itch too. There, Stardew Valley, yeah, I could it see sort of captures the the monotony of yeah. of everyday life. Uh, let's see. I would do one artsy pick. That would probably be Flower or maybe Journey, uh, one of those uh, Sony games where you just I very like soothing and quiet. That says nothing about like. If you just show, if someone had no idea what humanity was and you showed them flower, they'd be I like, know. I you, still know nothing. You, you <laughs> know that wind blows and flowers move. What about and that typing of the dead so they can learn how to speak? That would be a pretty good. Cool. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add that to my, that's typing of the dead. That's to show uh, how smart and weird we are. And then something to express our might. Um, oh man, we probably need like a like a god of war or a, uh, something ridiculous where you can like destroy an entire city with like a hammer. Um, like Red Faction Gorilla or something like that. Sure, Rage. Yeah, yeah. We'll, sh- we'll show you what we're going to do to fucking Mars if you come near us. we got a hammer, we're going to punch down buildings. Sure. So there you go. <laughs> Those three games are going out into outer space. Uh, well, that is everything that we have for you today. Uh, Josiah, thank you so much for being here. It's so good to have you back on. It is always such a pleasure. I oh. love this podcast. I love hanging out with you guys playing games. Oh. I really liked this basketball game. So yeah, know, it's fun. I like basketball. So yeah. thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's a good one to come back after we had stuck you with so much, <laughs> so much crud over the yeah. course of Nintendo 64. Yeah, this has so. to feel like an oasis after all this shit we put you through last time. Uh, be sure to tune in next week. We are playing a game that I know very little about, but I know it is one of our most anticipated titles, and it is called 
Devil's Third. Devil's oh, Third. It's a game about fractions. It's a game about fractions. It's how you learn. It's a. It's the newest uh, iteration of Math Blaster. It's gotten very edgy now. <laughs> you take I a trip. Almost said Math Blaster as well. <laughs> when you joked about typing the dead. I was Math Blaster teaches you math. It's Math Blaster meets Frog Fractions meets Doom meets Word Munchers. <laughs> but the Word Munchers have like fangs now. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Satanic Word Munchers. So I'm excited to see what the hell this is so tune in next week for devil's third and we'll see you next time y'all basketball we are yeah i said it we are this is rock nation pledge your allegiance get your fatigues on all black everything black cards black cards all black and I girls a black purse, riding with they diligence. I can't more in depth if you boys really real enough. This is La Familia, I'll explain later. But for now, let me get back to this paper. I'm a couple bands down and I'm trying to get back. I gave another grip, I lost a flip of five stacks. Hi, y'all. Jumping in again, just to remind you, a couple of different changes. So after this NBA 2K uh, episode that you just heard, next week we are going to be playing Sniper Elite, since we already played Devil's Third. You don't want another episode on that game. Trust me. Trust me. You'll like this Sniper one way more, maybe. I don't know. I haven't played it yet. All right. We will see you next week. Sniper Elite V2. Thanks for bearing with us.